DJ PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the morning. The Bucks blasting Phoenix. Is this the beginning of the end for the Suns? Well, I hope not. <laughs> Is that what you heard from your sisters? No, I heard it from me, my heart. Mario has good news for you. Nope. Cutting right to the heart of the matter. I don't know about that, Mario. You're worried. Well, oftentimes when the best player plays the best. Yep, I knew that's exactly where you're going. His team wins. Yeah. Because you described Middleton as playing a good game. Well, really, it's just an average game. Yeah. But... When Yanni is doing what he does, he's making beautiful music and makes everything so much easier. So when the best player plays the best, that team often wins a playoff series. Yeah, has a significant advantage. And clearly he's the best player. I don't think anybody would argue that. It's just a question of does he play the best? Well, he did in the last two games and certainly in game three, he was sensational. You you literally couldn't ask for more from the man. He's making enough free throws to keep him honest to where, you know, you can't just send him to the line uh, intentionally, basically. The referees took care of that, giving him 17 free throws. And the other team only shoots 16. Uh, that's a major advantage right there when one individual outshoots the other team in its entirety. Sure, if I'm Monty Williams, I complain about that. Uh, and that's part of what coaching is part of the coach's job. Yeah. yeah. You have to put the bug in the in the referee's ears for the next game that hey, you know, we, we just can't have this. It's got to be much uh, more even. And look look for this, look for that, whatever it might be. Uh, so right now, being down 2-1, uh, I really like their chances. Yanni plays like this. They did come back from an 0-2 deficit to beat the Nets. Yeah. Took them seven, and they got there. So it's not like they're completely freaked out by digging an early hole in a series. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're that mentally weak, you're not going to win then anyway. If you're freaked out, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about game four, not what I can't even remember. When did they play the Nets? I don't I don't know. Uh, I look ahead, not behind. Uh, so, And I look at Yanni doing what he's doing, and it's very, very impressive. And it's, and it's easy, too. It doesn't look like it's a, much of a struggle. It's like, get him the ball, and he's got these expandable arms that somehow uh, he's all arms and legs and <laughs> takes a step. One step for Yanni is like four steps for mankind. The Antetokounmpo fast break. Hit midcourt, and you're probably three steps from the rim. Give me three steps. Give me three steps, mister. Sing it. Give me three steps towards the door. In this case, that's what we're going to call it, a door. It's not a cup. In order for a cup, it have to, a cup has to have a hole. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to have a hole. can have a hole. So I don't understand why they call it a cup. I know DB does it, and if DB does it, then it's the right thing to do. Because it's DB. Isn't it no. technically cylinder the right term? The greatest. Uh, I call it basket or hoop. Hoop, basket, I'll go with rim, hole. bucket, but that's the cup. Cylinder. I, I see some big coffee cup up there or something. It's, you cut yeah, the but, bottom out of the peach basket. But D, if DB says it. No. 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 
TV can get an A-plus without getting 100%. I I just want to be on record. I do not go against DB. I'm on the right side here. Speaking of right side, man, I went and got a flag this weekend. Put it in my front yard. This weekend? Yeah. Wasn't that for last weekend? I only read what I read this weekend. I didn't read it last weekend. Fourth so of I July. Last weekend. But I read what I read by out. somebody here locally this weekend. Not if she, uh, That person, I don't know if it's a man or woman, I would have said it the week before, I would have gotten the flag. So, But once I saw what I saw, got my flag, put it in my yard. Rick says it's just one game. I still think the Suns win this in six. Okay. It is? Well, it's two games. But, man, he just makes everything so much Well, I think he's referencing just that. one game is just one loss. Right. Your point is it's two games of Giannis going for 40, and if the Suns can't rein this guy in a little no. bit. And then the other thing is, well, if you don't rein him in, you offset him. I know nobody expects Booker to be better than Giannis onto the Kempo, but if Booker goes Ooh. for 30 and Giannis goes for 40, does that offset him enough? That was an off game for Booker. Booker's better in Game Three. We're not going to get a steady die to that the rest of the series. Booker's too good that the Bucks. I thought he had the flu or something. Him. Monty didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. So great, he's got three days to bounce back, shake off whatever it. bug. Well, great if it does, and great if but bad if it doesn't. Pump him full of meds. Let's go. Hydrate. Flush that thing out of his system. I don't know. I mean, how many times are you going to get Crowder six for seven? So you, you love to do that. And go this way, that way, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I can say, yeah, but how many times is Crowder going to go six for seven from three? So that's going to offset Booker's increased production. Yep. So now we're back, to that. we're back to square one here. Possibly. <laughs> so, and Camp Johnson, how many times is he going to score 10 points in a quarter? So where does that begin? That's like comparative scores. The next thing you know, you have Valparaiso winning the national championship. Yep, yep. There was one year that uh, in the in the nineties that Southern Utah was better than Nebraska and was going to win it all. When Nebraska was busy going, you know, thirty six and one over three years or something ridiculous like that. So, I'm not sure how that plays out. What I do know is I've seen some consistency from Yanni, and he's been absolutely brilliant. And that takes just enormous pressure off of everybody else. They should be so relaxed because we've got this guy doing what he does. So all I have to do is play average. And the way I look at it, with the Bucks, everybody else was never really no surprise. Like, uh, well, I didn't see that coming from player fill in the blank. Who? Really nobody uh, as far as that goes. So that's from the Suns' perspective – that would concern me a lot is because who really went off for Phoenix? Nobody. I mean, Drew Holiday is a solid NBA player and has been for a number of years. So doing what he did, it's not really that big of a surprise. And Middleton is actually quiet in that way. I mean, he had a decent enough game. Sure, yeah, no problem. You'll take, the, you'll take those games if Yanni's giving you what he gives you. right? You'll take everything that everybody else did if Big G.A. is doing his thing. And that was just incredible, man. you got to give it to him. He's a marvelous player. And I don't spend a lot of time watching him, so it's been fun to watch him these last couple of games and watch from start to finish. I don't know how many times, probably twice a year, I watch the Bucks start to finish when they play the Jazz. <laughs> right? And the rest of the time is just highlights. 
that you see of him. You know, spent a lot of time on the East and uh, the Bucks, and but he last two games, man, and even in Game One, in which they lost, obviously, uh, him coming back after being out for a little bit was pretty good, especially under the circumstances. Under the circumstances, yeah, it was like a twenty-point, eighteen-rebound game. That'll get your attention. But games two and three were off the charts. Yeah. And it doesn't appear the Suns have any answer. So can they outscore them and slow down the other guys? Or, or maybe just hold Giannis to 30. Could you hold him to 30? I don't know if you could. Does that even word, should you apply the word hold to 30? Can you hold someone to a 30-point game? Uh, can he be limited? Not as effective. Not as efficient. You know, maybe get uh, his... 30 on 28 shots or something like that. Uh, but that's you know what Monty Williams and his staff have to figure out in these next three days until we get to Wednesday uh, with their time off to find a way to get him more under control knowing that he's going to get his because uh, he is a matchup nightmare. They don't have anything available, I don't think, on this team that is capable of curtailing him in. They, they need they, – I think for the Suns to win – they need to have probably maybe a little bit of above-average games for from a lot of different players. So you take Mikael Bridges, goes for 27 in Game 2. And then and four the, yeah. points in Game 3. Right. So he's averaging a shade over 15 points in the last two games. And uh, and maybe you can find a way. Now, one, he's a role player, and then that great game was at home, obviously. He only had two, I mean, four attempts. Uh, so was just not really involved. Uh, did they find a way to get him more corner threes? I mean, he relative to what he did in game two, he was awful. You know, he has many turnovers as points. Uh, so I still think, you know, as the Bucks were breaking away in the second quarter, and I know Aiton had foul trouble, but I still think that they've got to find a way to go to him more. Because I think he has an advantage over Lopez or when they go small. Because uh, they don't really play a backup center, right? No one's coming to mind. Uh, they're Portis, I guess, maybe. Would you consider that? Uh, he backup center, but he's sort of out of position there. Uh, I think they have. They should try, find ways to go to him. I know it's the, the wrong side of history to say go inside, and that's not what you're supposed to do. But, again, I mean, he's 8 of 11. His efficiency is great. He only plays 24 minutes half the game because he had five fouls. But you know, he, he had five fouls, so yeah. he didn't foul out. He's shooting almost 70% in the postseason. Yeah. Now, this is our fourth playoff series, so that's a lot of different matchups. When you're shooting 70%, the bottom line is nobody's stopping you at what you're doing. So keep doing what you're doing. And his mid-range game, we know he's going to be good inside of five feet, but he's been pretty good at the 12 to 15-foot range, too. So, the more he gets, the better off. But, you know, Chris Paul is running the show. I assume the ball is going to go to the right place at the right time. Okay. I don't assume anybody's perfect. I think it's an offensive philosophy of what they've got, what they're looking for. And I think that uh, Chris Paul is going to execute what he's told to do. So, I, I would look at that. And then they have to look at Booker. And figure, well, Booker's probably not going to be this poor most of the time. And if he is, they're going to lose. Yeah, if he rolls out a steady diet of three to three of fourteen, they're all done. Yeah, he missed two free throws. 
So whatever was going on there wasn't very good, and he's going to have to find a way to uh, take it to the basket. What was it, the, the, the Clipper game, the closeout Clipper game? It seemed like he was taking it to the basket. I think it was the closeout Clipper game. Uh, take it to the basket more and rather than just uh, rely on perimeter shots if they're not falling for you. I suspect that you know he'll be better because he's a decent player, and so he's probably not going to have that. That's his lowest scoring game of the postseason, so I wouldn't think. I think that's the outlier. As long as whatever he had isn't uh, some kind of injury they're hiding, but if he's a little under the weather, he'll bounce back. Well, once you get in that Milwaukee air, it's take care of it. The Milwaukee air. Yeah. Every time I've been in Milwaukee, I felt good. I don't know what it is. What I thought. What I thought was us doing the radio show in a hotel when we were there for the NCAA tournament, and we looked out, and we were right. Our room was right about the uh, the room we were broadcasting out. It was right at the level of the flags, and the flags were just whipping the whole show. And you pointed it out in like multiple commercial breaks in multiple hours. Like that wind is not letting up. I mean, look at that thing. And sure enough, they take a shot before the game outside the arena, and there's a flag in the foreground, and the wind is just whipping. The wind off the lake. So maybe that Milwaukee air, maybe that's it. It's constantly on the move. Every time I've been to Milwaukee, I felt great. I've been there multiple times. All for work. We got more people weighing in. Game three, Bucks get the win. And convincingly, since the beginning of the end for the Suns, is this series going to turn around the way the Jazz Clippers series did? The way multiple series have. We've seen multiple series at 02, and the team that was 02 turned the thing around and won it in six or seven. Tyler, oh man, Tyler's on the opposite side of the fence from you. We can only hope so. Andrew, one can only hope. Yeah, I'm, spe- I'm, I'm sensing some jealousy for Phoenix, which is sort of crazy for me. Yeah. Because you think they're alike. Well, what have they done that would induce any jealousy? Nothing. They've pretty much been a mirror image of the Jazz. So just that they get to the ultimate prize before the Jazz is all I've got for you. Because other than that, I don't see anything. Yeah, this bogus hatred for Chris Paul, who's literally taking nothing from you. I mean, your big thing is you have to take something from someone. Yeah, that's well, that, what usually creates rivalries. Well, not, apparently not in this case. Not in this case, no. No, I mean, you know, the biggest stuff head-to-head, you know, with Darren Williams, well, in, in that era, the Jazz were better than the Pelicans, so he didn't take anything. Yeah, I can't remember that. I couldn't recall one game between those two. Not one. And I'll Dar- tell you all about it later. And Darren Williams is not exactly a favorite son around here. Really not. No, I'm with you on that. You're right. <laughs> Even though he's one of the few ex-players who maintains a residence here. Yeah. Way more likely to run into him on a golf course than you are a bunch of other players. Ex-players. Well, maybe you are. Darren ain't playing public courses. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the caliber of course he's playing versus what I would be playing. So Darren's <laughs> over at Nibley. And I say to Darren, I say, at Nibley. <laughs> now, I've seen other jazz players at public courses. But I've never seen Darren Williams at a public course. Let you know if there is such a thing as a loser in pro sports. Darren was out of the league at what, 32, 33 maybe? 
and he's kept his country club memberships. And if you see him on Instagram, he's all over the place having a great old time. There are no losers. Darren Williams, <laughs> living his best life. You might see him at Thanksgiving Point. He used to host his tournament there. Yeah, at his tournament. Right. <laughs> but not, but not, on, not on Wednesday, huh? Not just the, the Friday afternoon round? No, there's a select group of people. They play here, you play there. And I was talking to one, some high, uh, once to a high-profile guy, and we were talking about golf. I told him uh, I had a nice score. Oh, yeah, where'd you play? I said, uh, oh, Bonneville Country Club. And he just kind of laughed at me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does not play. Bonneville. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Even though it's very close. Although I have seen Morgan Scally and Sharif Shaw playing at Bonneville. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, they're not at that level of income. <laughs> Who could you be talking about, PK? Well, pro athletes. That they're at a higher level of income. But at the same time, I, I have seen O'Kerr play Bonneville. I saw O'Kerr play Bonneville when he was here to be, uh, he came for playoffs. So he wasn't a he wasn't a current player. Although I did see him as a, a current player at uh, Old Mill, and I've seen Ostertag play there too. Uh, when they were when they were current players, the one I saw Mehmet was when uh, he was in town, and I had played with him. He went to Mexico on that Jazz Beach Bash a couple of times, so uh, I had, uh, and then I got I randomly got paired up with him once at. Uh, at Old Mill. So he loves his golf, man. He is, he's addicted to golf and Ostertag. But Darren is a country club guy. But, who, I mean, you cannot possibly dislike Chris Paul because, because of Darren Williams. Yeah. I think Darren Williams has largely smoothed over the rough feelings that were there, I think. I can't speak for I'm not being the jazz fan since birth. It's really hard for me to put myself in the position and shoes of that man or woman. And there are plenty of men and women who are like that. And so it's really hard for me to try to speak for them because I don't have that lifelong, almost like, as Dennis Lindsay would call, DNA, the passion. I understand the people who have it, but it's really hard for me to just look at the way they look at things. I can only look at things the way I look at things. And sometimes you try to look at things the way other people look at things and they're easier to see. But in this case, because once you involve so much emotion and being a fan, emotion is a large percentage of being a fan. And it's very difficult for me to put myself into those uh, positions and to see why the jazz fan at his or her core doesn't like Chris Paul and doesn't want the Suns to win here. And it's it's like a presidential election to me. You don't really want someone, you just don't want the other person. So I, I have a hard... You don't really want the Bucks. Yeah. you just don't want the Suns. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, who cares about the Bucks? How, how could you... I want the Bucks to win. Is there anybody around here who wants the Bucks to win? Not I think because I don't be, want Phoenix to win. Yeah, I think that would always be the case. Is it it's Sam just, Merrill? Is it uh, what's his face? What's the other guy? Bryant. These guys don't get off the bench. Yeah, they're not playing. Is it Coach Bud? 
Because he's from Holbrook, Arizona? (laughs) (laughs) And are you jealous? I wonder how ticked are the people of Holbrook that they're not Winslow? Right? Because Winslow at least gets some run. Winslow gets some run. Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. And they literally have a statue there. Yes. They got a flatbed Ford. And Holbrook... It's 30 miles down the freeway, but it might as well be a lifetime away. Yeah, see, because coming from L.A., you go through Winslow, but you don't go through Holbrook to get to Sedona, which is where they were going, which was the point of the tune. Hmm. So if I'm from Holbrook... You're all Suns fans, and then they get to the finals and they're playing your native son. You can't lose. Or you can't win, depending on how positive or negative you are. No. Let's go to Holbrook and do some stories. Is the Arizona media hitting that hard? Man on the street interviews in Holbrook? No, I don't think. Because he's been an NBA coach now for a good while. Oh, yeah. He's in the Spurs organization and went off to Atlanta and yeah. won his 60 games and then went to Milwaukee. So I think the localized version of Holbrook is not really news. It may be to some other folks, but I think to Arizonians, they understand that Coach Bud is from that dink town up there in, in northern Arizona. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us.